What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. All right, picking up, continuing to pick up uh, where we left off. We're in Ephesians 6, and what we have been talking about or discussing is Things we must do in the times of difficulties. Things we must do in a time of difficulties. Last week we were, I think we got down to Ephesians 6 and um, where we stopped? I think we stopped at 15. Did we stop at 15? No, no, we didn't stop at 15. We stopped at 14. Um, and I'll start there. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to 15, but maybe. It says, stand firm. <laughs> I know. Stand firm then. With your belt of with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, uh, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and I'm going to stop right there. It says, "Stand firm, then, uh, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place." I like that. Uh, I like that. And. and what 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 really the Lord has been dealing with me on, uh, I guess in recent times, you know, last week we talked about standing, because the enemy, what he's trying to do is come in and separate you from your God. He's trying to separate you from your God, and he, he uses governments, right? He uses uh, all types of forces. I mean, he uses significant others, you know, family members. He uses uh, jobs, and he maneuvers through all of these things, and 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 that time of difficulty however he maneuvers through that time or through those people because you think about job right he used his wife to come and tell him to curse god after that time of difficulty the time of difficulty was he lost his business he lost his children and he lost his health all in a matter of a couple of days and and most of that was in one day and his health was next right and so his wife looking at that and looking at him and him and the enemy, Satan, the principalities, of the powers that we were talking about last time, he basically planted the same seed in her mind that he was saying to God, that I would get him to curse you and die. And she said that very thing to Job, Job's wife, Kurt, won't you just curse God and die? <laughs> like, what a load of encouragement. Thanks, babe. Thanks. But in that, in that, right, the enemy is using all of these different types of vehicles to get you to, to basically to come in and get you to separate from God, right? And and so I love this 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 statement when he says, "Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist." And last week we touched on that, right? And and that truth uh, uh, holding up everything to su- that that's supporting you in a time of, of 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 difficulties. So you got your armor on, and that belt is holding everything in place. Right. And starting with with your breastplate. But the truth, though, what what truth is that? Right. And so I wanted to go read um, uh, over in John eight and in, in verse 31, he starts out, he says to the Jews who have believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And and over in, I believe it was John 14. So I'm just going to go right over there. 
You know, back in the day, it may be 15. Is it 15? 14, 15. 14, 15. There you go. You know, back in the day, we would say, turn your Bibles. <laughs> we ain't got to say that no more because it's all electronic. You just, you just click a button and, and, go, and go to 14, right? And so then 14, yeah. 15, Jesus begins to say, he says, if you love me, uh, keep my commandments and I will ask my father and he will give you an advocate is this it uh, that's not it it's, it's where he says I am the truth is it 16 yeah, six. 7 uh, 14, 14 6 6 right and so he says Jesus answers so Thomas said to him this is verse 5 Thomas said to him Lord we don't know where you are going so how can we know the way and this is Jesus preparing his disciples for his departure, right? So that's why Thomas asked that question. And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And that's, that's then I'll stop there. Jesus is the truth, right? And so you have Jesus saying a couple things. If you, you're following my teachings, you will know the truth. Well, that's kind of self-explanatory if he's the truth, right? So if he's the truth, and he's teaching, <laughs> then you're going to know the truth because if, if you follow his teachings because he's the truth. So what is he sharing with him? He's sharing himself. Right? That's really all he did. He shared himself. And he's like, what do you mean? Because I was thinking like, Lord, what did you teach? All he taught was what he did. <laughs> I only do what pleases my father. That's what he said. Right? My, 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 my job, my DNA, my, my whole purpose of coming here is to please my father. And that's what I'm doing in everything that I do, right? Whether that is eating, sleeping, whether that's walking, whether that's interacting with people. He, started, he told the woman, he said, I judge no one, right? I'm not here to judge you. He said, even if I did, though, it would be righteous, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm not here to judge you, right? I'm here to show you how to be rightly related to my father, Right. So what we just talked about, we was talking about how the enemy is coming in, right, and trying to separate you from your father. And Jesus is here saying, no, gird your loins about with truth, right, or with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, right, buckle this around your waist, that, that I, Jesus, am here to please my father, period. And he wants you to wrap that around your waist to hold up every other thing, other, every other piece of your garment when the enemy is trying to attack you. He wants you to use that to hold you, hold up all the other stuff. That very thing, that very thing, what? That Jesus came here to please his father. And if you follow that teaching, then you will know the truth and it will make you free from all of the attacks that the enemy is trying to come at you with. It will free you from it. You won't have any more doubting. I would, there would be no more doubting if, if what you are following is exact or not. It would be no more doubting, right? Because what is he trying to tell you? What is he trying to, to induce? He's trying to induce that what is going on, God is not in control of it. God is not on the throne. He's trying to induce a lie. So there's no reason for you to try to please this God. He's not in control. Right? He's trying to induce doubt when the children of Adam and Eve, right? When they were at the tree. What was the thing that he wanted to induce? He induced doubt because he wanted, like God was trying to withhold something from them. Right? If you eat the tree of the tree, then you will both know both good and evil. This is what the serpent was saying. God just knows in the day that you eat of it, you will be like him. Ha! <laughs> ha! 
So, so God was trying to withhold something from him. We're trying to make God out of the liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. But enemy is trying to say, no, let God be the liar and every man true. That's what he's trying to induce, right? And that's the like little sly, little sneaky way of carving out a lot of what the, that God is trying to produce, right? God is trying to produce truth in you, and the enemy is trying to induce fear and ultimately induce doubt, leading to fear. The fear is bringing about the doubt, birthing, fear is birthing the doubt. I doubt that God has everything under control. I doubt God is going to fix this situation. I doubt God has my, me and it, God has my best interest. I doubt that. I doubt that. That's what the enemy is trying to do. Go back to Job and back to Job, right? What did Job do? Job pretty much debated with his friends throughout that entire thing that, that God was just against him because he was right. God just doesn't like my righteousness. <laughs> it was funny. I thought that was comical. But, but, but being in that position... It's not really funny when you lose your health, your children, and your job in a matter of two days. That's not funny, right? And Job's looking back like, man, all I've done is just walk upright before you, Lord, and and this is how I'm repaid. But the, but the wicked, they, they get to just continue doing what they're doing, and, and you seem to just okay it, right? And that's a lot of the struggle. That's a lot of the struggle. Everybody has that one little question. Why does, why does good things, why does, why does bad things happen to good people? And then Jesus comes along not ever doing anything wrong. And he says, no one is good. No one is good but God. He's always directing it back to God. And I love that Gabe sent out a message to me, uh, not a, a, a message from Miles um, Monroe. And he was talking about worship. And something that really stood out to me in that was the one thing that he said when you're worshiping you're always deflecting back to God you're always giving it back because everything belongs to God and, and so everything that that God gave to you you just giving it back because it's not yours you realize that you were borrowing it not even even not even a borrow it's like God God you gave it to you just for his use for his purpose and so it's like when you see Jesus on the earth saying that's basically what Jesus was doing I'm just returning it back to God and this truth this truth that very truth right that that it's not mine it doesn't belong to me good doesn't belong to me it belongs to God right because because of myself I only want evil done of myself right I, I'm only looking to please me for whatever pleasure I want in that moment because that varies too because there'll be times when, when I, I'm not looking to really please myself. I'm trying to hurt myself. And hurting myself is a pleasure sometimes, right? Despite the fact that it's hurting me. Sometimes that's a pleasure. That's not good, right? <laughs> it's just crazy, right? But these things, what am, I, what am I getting at? These very things, these very things is what? Causing a separation from the enemy, from you and God. Causing enemies, causing a separation between you and God. While God is constantly trying to produce this truth that, no, you, you are. I, I, I do have your best interest. I, I am focused on you. I, 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 I'm, I'm, that's all I'm focused on. That's the whole purpose of me coming here to the earth was to show you that I care about you. That, that God so loved the world, John 3, 6, 8, that, that, like you brothers of last week, brothers of, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life, right? My whole identity 
is is shaped around me loving you. Period. Everything about me is about you. God is his entire entity. If you think about it, is dedicated to his creation. God's entire entity is dedicated to everything he's created. He doesn't go a moment without doing something for his creation. Everything he's doing, the whole in entire universe, God is wrapped around that entire, the whole thing God is wrapped around. It. It's still functioning, guys, right? How often do you hear about planets just falling, dropping, exploding because, because of compression you know what I mean? Because of the pressures in space or, or anything. You're just, just, just going away. The whole galaxy just being wiped out. You don't hear about that. Everything seems to be functioning. And if you ever looked into space, we like in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're surrounded by so many other galaxies and stars and planets. Just, just slap, smack dab in the middle of nowhere. But God knows exactly where we are. He knows exactly where we are. And he knows the exact moments that everything is supposed to happen. Nothing is out of order. Nothing is off schedule. Nothing, nothing misses the beat of the time that God puts it on. God set a timing on it. And it still functions. God cares about us. And that's the truth. God is focused on us. And that's the truth. And in that truth, as we stated in verse 14, that truth, that truth, let that hold up. All of your garments. So when you're walking out, you have that truth. You have that truth to stand in, right? When the enemy is coming at you with this coronavirus, you have that truth, right? And, of course, we had to go there, right? Because this is a time, this is an amazing time. And I got to say amazing because in all of my 37 years, which is not very many, and, and, and from my recollection, uh, I would say in all of 33 years because th from, from four on is really where I start to form memories, right? I remember things at four, vaguely at three, but more I do at four. I definitely remember a bunch of things at four. And from four to 37, so in a span of 33 years, never have I seen anything such as this. There have been major, major catastrophes. I mean, you think about the slaughtering of the Jews. You think about slavery. But... When the entire world gets shut down because of a virus, that's crazy. I've only read about that. Read, I've only read about that. And, then, and, and, and it was mostly like famines, right? Famines in the land, like the entire earth. There was no more food supply, which we hadn't seen that in ever. Don't recall there's ever been in any of our lifetimes. But you don't recall. But, but a famine in the land. Was the, the only thing I could compare this coronavirus to because everything gets shut down, right? Because of a famine. Like, there's no more water, there's no more food. So you end up having to, like, store up stuff, right? You got to store it up in order for you to continue to have that supply, right? And typically, God sends a prophet to help them with that. Like, then there's a drought of water. Like, you got to have water stored up somewhere in order to survive, right? And so, in this case, this coronavirus is producing that same thing. People are losing their jobs as a result of this coronavirus because they're telling you to stay at home because you don't want this virus to spread because it's rapidly spreading, right? And so, so the, the side effect is losing your job, right, uh, because there's no work. <laughs> People have to stay at home. There's no work. So as a result of that, now you're like, wait, 
I can't work. I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my, my rent. Now, now, this happens all the time, right? And this is the kicker. This happens. You lose your job, and then you go get another job. Ain't nobody hired because everybody's job is affected. Even the essential personnel is like, I work for an essential company. It's energy. But we're affected. I was just telling the brothers, yeah, they took away the contributions of 401K. They match it, right? And it's up to 6% that they match. They're taking that away. Now, it may be to their own benefit, but still, they're taking that away because they're not making as much money. This is a large company, right? So you can only imagine what smaller companies are like at this point. So when one person group lose their job, they can't just go next door and be like, hey, let me get a job. It's like, uh, our doors are closed too. Everybody's doors are closed. So you're like, man, where am I going to get this money? That's just a side effect. But what the actual cause that's creating the side effect is people are dying. Like people are dropping. Like in the scriptures, dropping. Like when God sent that death angel and took a whole bunch of firstborns. Like when God opened up the earth and swallowed Korah and all of his family. And then he slaughtered 200 right after that who stood in, in rebellion against Moses. And then he slaughtered something like 70,000 or whatever, whatever it was. It was like 75,000 people in like one day. Because they started getting going in an uproar because of the rebellion that Cor and his family had. And, and they were like, well, we ain't following Moses either. And God sent a plague. It started dropping, folks. And God sent a plague in the time of David. When David had them to, to count, he said, we're going to do a census. We're gonna, God said do a census of just the people in, 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 in the land. But David wanted to do a census of all of the fighting people in the land. And God came back and said, I'm going to give you three options. And you tell me which one. And he said, well, I'm going to let you pick, Lord. But honestly, I'd rather fall in your hands than the hands of my enemies. And so God sent a plague on the land. And people started dropping. Now, I know that sounds harsh. That sounds crazy. But that's the only time I've ever heard of that. I never have I heard that before. So people are looking at this and what are they doing? They're panicking. People are panicking. Doubt is starting to creep in. Right? Doubt is starting to creep in. Like, wait, wait, like, wait. I mean, believers. Right? Doubt is starting to creep into believers. People that were once sold out for God. Now they're starting to doubt. God, are you, you for us? You remember John when he said, are you for us? Or shall we look for another? John was actually questioning Jesus. John, the cousin of Jesus, was questioning him. Lord, are you are you the one or shall we look for another? And John was asking this why? Because he was facing a time of difficulty. He was just imprisoned. And he had just gotten word that, that, that uh, oh man, Herod's wife uh, was, was seeking his head for his birthday. And so, so his head was about to get chopped off. Now, now, John came through saying, I must decrease and Jesus will increase. That's what he came through saying. But this is what before the difficulty. Right? This was before the imprisonment. This was before he knew his head was going to get cut off. Times of difficulties, it does that. Right? It induces doubt. Right? But that's why I love Paul and his saying. He said, but buckle. Use the belt of truth buckled around your waist. I love that. Why? Because it'll hold everything else. It'll help you stand with that breastplate of righteousness. Right? And so you're like, when are you going to get to the breastplate of righteousness? See, see you could continue to walk. In righteousness, as long as you got that 
belt of truth buckled around your waist. You can continue to walk it out in righteousness. What righteousness? No, that, that, that God does have my best interest. Everything God is doing is, is for me. And when he does things for me, it pleases him. So why would, he, why would he allow me knowing that I am here for his purpose? Right? And, 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 if, and if he does use this virus to take me out, then that means I'm going to go be with him. It's still good. It's not a bad thing. If my time is up, he's going to put things in place for me and my family to move forward. He always has a remnant. Whether I see it or not, God does. There's too many times in the history of the Bible and even in our day that God has come through despite the time of difficulty. Job got a double portion. Job did. Right? Everything he had prior to the destruction of it, what he got back was even more. That was more children, a bigger, a bigger business, and he was healthier. I guess the brother came out of that thing lean. You know what I mean? <laughs> looking, looking all cut up. <laughs> it's like, man, Lord, I got muscles now. I ain't even worked out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but everything was better after the difficult time. Everything was good. I told a friend of mine, I said, uh, she was telling me uh, about her sister, and I've been praying for her sister and, and also a friend of hers that is on the front lines working in the medical field dealing with patients that has coronaviruses. And they also have children. And so uh, some, some sense of fear, believers, but sense of fear starts to creep in, right? Uh, why? Because they're in fear that this virus may get in, they may get infected and then they may in subsequently infect their children and they too could possibly pass on. And I, and I, I, I just gave her this word. I said, you know, uh, Jesus told the disciples that we were going to go to the other side because they had more ministry to do. On the other side of the Jordan, they had more ministry. So we had to get on this, this boat and go to the other side, crossing, I think it would believe it was the Jordan. Um, but I, mean, I could be wrong, but I know it was a body of water that they had to cross. But in the, in the route of them crossing the water, there, there became this boisterous wind. And, 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 and the storm started affecting them as they were <laughs> trying to get to the other side. But Jesus had already told them they were going to the other side. But in the meantime, Jesus went down to the bottom of the boat and went to sleep. But the disciples was like, wait, Lord, do you not care that we perish? Save us. Do you not care, Lord, that we perish? And why am I correlating that to this? Jesus said, oh, you a little faith. I just told you we was going to the other side. And then he calmed the storm. Right? The good thing about it was they went to God. That was one thing. Right? Just, just go to God. You're in this storm. Go to God. They're on the front lines in the medical field. Go to God, right? And But I told her this. I said, if God has told them, basically, to go to this job to help these people, then that's exactly what he's using them for, to go to the job and help the people. And that's the focus. Not, oh, I'm going to get the virus because I'm helping. No, I'm not going to die en route to going to do ministry. I got to do the ministry. <laughs> I have to do the ministry. So that's the focus. I got to do this ministry. Virus or not, I got to do the ministry. And they're being tested every day for the virus. And for so far, it ain't like the test is not, it's keeping the virus away. No, it's God. God is. So that they can help the people that are infected with the virus. So they have the ministry to do. So what am I saying? When God says something, you're going to do this for something. You can trust that. It's truth. I can trust that. I'm good because God has me doing this work. 
right? God has me doing this work. And then after he said that to them, everything was calm. The wind was calm. Spirits were calm. They weren't in fear anymore. They went on to the other side and they did the work. And that's what I leave you with, right? I leave you with that, right? Despite all of the chaos, despite all of the stuff that we're going through, just keep trusting in God. And keep 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 that truth in mind that that God got you in in for for whatever you gotta go through. God got you. And if you lose something today, know that if you're going with him, you're gonna be good. And when you get to the other side, you just might have a whole lot more. You just might have a whole lot more. Just just stand in that truth, walk in it, walk and walk in that righteousness that I'm gonna keep, I'm going to keep. Trust in God, and I'm going to keep doing what he wants me to do. That's all I have, brother. What you, what you got to add? That's, that's, that's all I have in a nutshell. It was the Sea of Galilee. Sea of Galilee. There you go. Not the Jordan. The Sea of Galilee. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, but, but, but in, in another way, you have, you have uh, shed light on the fact that our enemy has a way that he doesn't realize of pointing us to God. Right. His, his shenanigans, his, his shenanigans forces a real believer to look at God. Yeah. We don't get full of ourselves. We look to God. Yeah. And 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 and, it, and it's interesting from the standpoint that Je remember Jesus told the disciples, um, He was giving them a new a new command to love one another. Right. 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 Well, remember how you so eloquently put it at the very beginning that God so loves us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we ought to so love one another. Yeah. To be just like him. I mean, he said, I'm going to give you a new commandment. <laughs> <laughs> You've had all this other stuff. Now you got one command to walk to. Yeah. And, and, and obeying that one command obeys the whole book well family i hope the discussion has encouraged you i hope it has enlightened you i hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with god on purpose and if it has join us again for more godly discussions thank you